Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford here to set the stage for a very special episode. Mike Palmer, Brandon Jones had the opportunity to present our podcast live at the National Association of Broadcasters trade show in New York City a week back, and they got an excellent guest with them. Wendy Zuckerman of Science Versus, a Gimlet Media podcast, joined them live on the floor to discuss her podcast and so much more. Special thanks to Tim O'Shaughnessy from Graham Holdings for helping set up this interview and for Andy Rosen of Kaplan Inc. for sending us in the right direction. With that said, don't want to belabor it any further. Here's Mike, Wendy, and Brandon from the NAB trade show floor. Welcome, everyone, uh, to a very special edition of Trending in Education. Uh, Mike Palmer here, joined, as always, by uh, my colleague, Brandon Jones. Brandon, yes. how are you? I'm quite well. I'll tell you a little bit more about how I am and where I am in just a second. Yeah. But we have a, another guest we want to make sure we everybody... Have an am- we have an amazing guest. We, have, about. Like, we do. The, ge- the bestest uh, It's the guests. best guest. Yes, yes. So we have Wendy, uh, Wendy Zuckerman wow. from... Uh, from Science Versus. Wendy, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I've never been introduced via rhyme, the best guest. It's we true. try. Yeah. 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 And by the way, no shade to all of our other guests before for and sure. since. Uh, yeah. You're all also the we, best. We love them all. We tied for best. I yes. mean, yeah. you did say best. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's, I it's think true. it's on the record. This is, is an audio recording. Yes. So I think... We have record yeah. of this. And then this is not, uh, not only do we have Wendy with us, which makes this amazing, but we're also not in our typical uh, audio booth. Right? Yeah, that's we're, right. Our, so yeah. You, you will hear Wendy, uh, hopefully, otherwise we've done a bad job of hosting, <laughs> but you'll also hear probably like everybody else because yes. we are, um, uh, there's some ambience here, some ambient noise, some, some folks standing here uh, with us live. We are at the Javits Center here in New York City at the uh, National Association of Broadcasters um, trade show yes uh, and we are uh, coming live from the trade show floor so uh, listen uh, and hopefully those of you who are around can uh, enjoy the show today but uh, listeners who are listening to this just through the learn holes yes you're you're missing out on this whole this whole setting that's going on around here correct correct it's old media new media it's 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 a it's a veritable gumbo of media styles Uh, and uh, and we're really lucky to have somebody from Gimlet with us so um, so uh, so Wendy, yes. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Uh, what is, what what do you what is this like? Where where are we? Can you describe? Our listeners are hearing us right now. How would you describe what you're seeing? I guess it's like a airport hangar meets yes. uh, meets industry, just hullabaloo. Yes. Yes. Let's put it that way. It's it's all of those things. And yeah. uh, last time I was at NAB uh, was two years NAB in New York. So we're at the Javits Center in New York. Last time I was here, uh, two years ago, the NAB conference happened, and it was literally the day after the 2016 election. So we were walking around in the same facility, and there were literally still balloons in the rafters for what was supposed to be a celebratory acceptance speech. Ooh, wow. and, uh, and let me say, the mood here is much more positive. There's, <laughs> there's a lot more exciting energy here right now and uh, and we wanted to talk about the the intersection between uh, education and learning and podcasting. And uh, as luck would have it, both of our shows are both educational 
and their podcast. It's amazing. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So uh, can you talk a little bit about what your show is and, uh, and how long you've been doing it and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So I host a podcast called Science Versus, uh, which is made by Gimlet Media. Yeah. But I was making it in Australia a couple of years ago and it was never meant to be a full-time job, just a thing, a fun thing on the side. Uh, and the show is all about trying to take these ideas that people have uh, in in the communities, like things that are in the zeitgeist, things they've always thought are true. Uh, zeitgeist alerts. Yeah, you, that's a trigger. Like, we love that word. I, I try to say zeitgeisty almost every show. It's really fun. I mean, it's hard to spell, Ding. but yes. it's great to say. It's fantastic. It's like hullabaloo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, so that's what we do. And then we put all these ideas under like the scientific microscope and yes. we really try to inject fun but take emotion out of these otherwise potentially emotional issues. So yes. last week we did an episode on gentrification, which lots of people, particularly in New York, have yes. lots, of, lots of feelings about. But we tried as hard as possible to just look at the data to say what exactly is going on. Yeah. Um, but we also tackle fun, funner, less heady issues uh, like essential oils, uh -huh. uh, a little bit less political, um, you know, veganism and yes. schmilks. Schmilks. And uh, we did happen to, st uh, Brandon was kind enough to stop by Starbucks to pick up uh, some uh, some caffeinated beverages. I sure did. I stood in a 30-person line. So yes. uh, that's what happens when you're at a trade show like this. And I, uh, I timed the amount of time it took five people. Yes. And then figured out if I had enough time to stay in line. I just barely did. Yeah. But um, yes, those uh, they say my names on them. So if you think you're drinking my beverage, it's because you are. I, that looks like you. It sure does. Yeah. Uh, how's the schmilk? It's great, which for those, I guess, who haven't listened to oh, the yeah. episode, is a non, is a word we coined, my amazing producer, Rose Ribler, coined oh for uh, non-dairy-related milks. Because, so. because the dairy industry doesn't want uh, soy milk, uh, oat milk, uh, rice milk to be called milk, right? Like, so they're, they're trying to figure out what word you can use, Well, right? even the FDA came forward, okay. and, you know, thank goodness, because they told us, like, you can't, you know, that, that like, almonds don't lactate. Right. Thank God. Yeah. They, we have we have that from right. them. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I would have You never know. Known. You never know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, ultimately, we all call it almond milk. You put it on your cereal. Uh, but we thought it was funny to call it schmilk. Oh, I love it. I love it. Schmilk. I mean, we, we were brainstorming, a few, me and a few colleagues of mine, the two ideas that we came up with. I don't think they, they're as good as schmilk, uh, but we did say nut juice. Ooh, nut juice. Yeah, trouble, right? So stay away from nut juice. I, I, that maybe that's another show. Ugh. And then, uh, and then, and then also, uh, what was the other one? Oh, woke milk. A woke milk. Woke milk, I think, was from Andrew, uh, who's walking around out there. Woke milk isn't bad, right? Because that's uh, that's kind of a next level idea. It's not. I, I mean, I feel like it's a misuse of the word woke. Yeah, well. I'm just, but, well, woke um, is a whole other thing, right? Uh, but but it is true that uh, that we did find that all of these schmilks nut juices uh, are better for the environment, so right. they are not just a fad. Right. So, um, in that way, I guess you you are more woke in some ways if you're well, drinking them. Sure, sure, sure. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> and then also the, the vegan show uh, was also, you talked about dairy there too, right? So, like, uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so with the vegan show, I mean, that was like a big, I think we had a lot of, like, shocking moments when we were researching that, because there's a lot of ideas people have about um, whether you need to eat meat and drink milk to be healthy and like all through our childhood all through my childhood i was told like you need dairy for strong bones right and and 
like from the best science we have, it does suggest that you need calcium for strong bones. Right. But whether you need, absolutely need milk, there are question marks, which I was surprised by because according to the ads, there was no question marks in those ads right, right. growing up. Right, because got milk was like legendary, right? Exactly. There was a question, uh, but right. it was like, have there you got milk? There was a question mark in that got milk <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it wasn't around whether right, the science right. suggested you needed it for right. strong bones. Right, the, the way it was delivered, it was... It was Better have milk exclamation point. Right. Yeah. Yes. So I see where you're going. Yeah. One more PSA. So I'm I'm drinking a, a beverage. Those of you just listening are really missing out. But yeah. I'm drinking a beverage with an eco-friendly straw. It is 100% compostable. So um, less we think that I'm con uh, contributing to the environmental disruption of straws. Basically, we're just taking a walk down In memory an lane for all of you. Plastic all, cup. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's an entirely plastic cup. Um, we're just like uh, just riffing on all of the shows you've ever done. I, I wonder um, how do the shows that you do sort of come to be? Like, how do you select topics? Uh, do you have a backlog of topics that you're working through now? Like, how does how does that happen? Uh, yeah, we have a we have a pitch process, um, and it, I mean, there is this backlog. It's kind of funny. Like when I started this show in 2014, and just to like give you a sense of what was happening in 2014, our first show and the pilot was on the paleo diet. Like, remember, it feels like it feels like such a long time ago. You know, yeah. now we have the ketogenic diet and various iterations. Um, but that was my my first episode, and I remember when I was pitching this show um, to the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, right. at the time. Like, I really didn't think there was gonna be you know, years of, of like a career ahead of me in this kind of fact-checking zeitgeisty stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, you know, once you get through, I mean, in that first episode, we in that first season, we did like the gay gene and pornography right. and um, like we hit the big hitters. And then like eventually we got to, in America, we got to like vaccines and climate yes. change. And yes. you're like, how many of these can there be? Right. But the truth is there are so many, there are so many ideas that people have about so many topics and they haven't done any research on them. There's yeah. just like this feeling of like, mm, I think that's bad. Or yeah. like, mm, I think this is definitely good. And so there is this like never ending list, but to how we kind of refine what we decide to cover since you could do this you know ultimately forever it seems like is we really try and pick topics that either are, are really in the moment so um we've got a topic on cbd coming up uh -huh. um that's really kind of having a moment last season we did the ketogenic diet what is CB cbd is cannabinoid and then bd right I forgot it, the it's, BD. Uh, cannabidiol it, it's cannabidiol. ultimately like a, a chemical in um cannabis so like uh -huh. thc the like the like easy narrative is like THC is what makes you high. Uh -huh. CBD is a panacea. Oh, that's delightful, isn't it? Yeah. So you can put it in your coffee and ah. like for them, you with feel your amazing. Schmilk, a little CBD with your schmilk. Exactly. So, there's, but there, you know, CBD has a much more interesting story, uh, and there is some interesting science around it. But it's definitely having a moment, and so that was something that we did really want to find more more information on. Um, so I think that's basically how we pick it. Like what's super interesting, what has an interesting story behind it and what's gonna be counterintuitive. So one topic that we've kind of, as an example of something that we haven't tackled yet is like the flu shot, because I guess, what would you guys think an episode on the flu shot would be? Like, do you think it's effective? Do I think the flu shot is effective or what do I think a flu shot episode should be about and would that be effective? I'll answer the second one. I, I mean, I, <laughs> do the I, first one. <laughs> yeah, the first one. Well, I get a flu shot every year now. So I, I have a, a four-year-old daughter. Um, we, we talk about her on the show every now and then. Um, shout and out to Penny. Shout out to Penny if you're listening. Uh, why are you listening to a podcast? You're four. Um, 
and it was like indoctrinated. They put the doc indoctrinated in uh, in me that as a new parent, you must get a flu shot, otherwise you're exposing your child to you know to undue risk. And you know, I know you've got the the vaccination anti-vax uh, movement um, show as well. But I bought it, and so now I just do it. It happens for free on a day in my office, and so I'm like, yeah, I'll get the flu shot. Uh, I guess that would be for me the central argument for a show is. Is the science behind it good? Is it uh, helpful in the micro sense for, not my Pomero sense, in the micro sense for um, in individual patients? Is it good for us uh, as a society? Like, are we, are we um, doing uh, more net good or more net harm? I think those are interesting topics to tackle. Yeah, yeah, so the reason we haven't tackled it yet is that the answer is probably. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer is like, which I think most people know, but we may end up covering it, is that like, it's not gonna, it's not 100%, so you can get the flu shot. Right. You know, everyone's nodding, right? Everyone already knows this. Like, it's right. not 100%, yeah. it's still pretty good, it protects you from a couple of strains, maybe more than a couple. So do you prefer shows where the answer is definitively yes or definitively no in the end? Or I, and I know there's a lot of the, there are things that are still sort of too soon, it'll take years or decades to figure out, but, um, is th does that make for a better show typically when there is something dispositive you can get to? I think there has to be something that like upends your current beliefs. So if you, if people have very strong beliefs about something and we can say there's no science there, so or the science hasn't come, then that's interesting. Those are the good ones. Those are the good ones. Right? Yeah. Where you're yeah. like, you know, where people are like, I definitely know this, and you're like, well, science doesn't. So how do you? Um, that's interesting. If people have like. Uh, very strong beliefs and then we can say the science is against you that's interesting if people have like meh beliefs and all we can say is the science is meh, then those are the episodes that are kind of like well I didn't really think anything of this and turns out neither to science so we tried this by the way just a quick interjection we tried this um, uh, with learning styles so there is a um, uh, a myth uh, there that, or a belief that there are learning styles that people are visual learners or auditory learners, et cetera. The literature, the, the, the science behind suggests that's not true. So um, if, if you are interested in tackling that show, we've already been there, you're welcome to give it a listen. Uh, but we tried that and, and our listeners were like, thank you, but I still don't believe it. Like, oh, yeah. So you know, it, when, uh, it made me think of it when you said that people have strong beliefs, sometimes even when presented with uh, the science behind, and in fairness, we only sort of gave a cursory touch to it, but when presented with the science behind, that doesn't always make a believer into a different believer. No, I mean, if only, right? Yeah. I mean, the world would if be only. a very yeah. different place if that wasn't the, the case. No, I mean, I don't have delusions of grandeur that uh, when people listen to our show they're like what we need to start acting on climate change but I do hope that people listen and then they have the tools to when they're in a discussion with their family or friends to be like well I just listened to a show about this and this is what the science says and yeah. hopefully little by little you like etch away we, we have had I think one of the episodes that we get the most emails about people saying I actually changed my mind thank you was our attachment parenting episode and I don't know what it was about that episode or that topic perhaps it was because we had a mum who practiced attachment parenting and then when we were like you know what there's like no research here the guy who created this is kind of a shyster um, she really like listened and took it on and was like and and was like oh wow she didn't like regret the way that she had started like 
but she was really putting her whole life into this kid and like attachment parenting is effectively like you, you can't have a job and be a full-on attachment parent um, so you're really like sacrificing a lot which might be worth it if the science was like this baby will be happier um, but if there's no science there, you're just doing this this huge sacrifice for not much benefit. Um, and she really listened, and I think lots of people like sent that around to their friends who they saw crumbling under the pressures of attachment parenting, and were like, "Just have a listen. Like, there's just have a listen." And, and the response was amazing. People being like, "Thank you so much." Like, I really did feel like, you know because around the the schoolyard, you know, they were like, mm, "Well, you know, you've got to, you know, that baby's not attached to you right now." Like all this pressure, but to be able to be like. There's no science there. Like, I don't have to succumb to this. So sometimes yeah, the science great. helps. I think what one changed life is, uh, <laughs> is, 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 is a success. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that we've run, run into a lot is, like, frequently it's complicated, right? So, like, there's not a definitive, uh, I know, season one. So, full disclosure, I've been binging on Science Versus for the last two days. We had a little, like, uh, th a thought experiment. Could I catch up to you? Yes. <laughs> I started later, and I was listening at 1X. Yes. And you started earlier in listening at 2x. Yes. So it's unlikely that I was going to catch up to you. Yes. And I think Science Versus, I didn't. <laughs> right. But, 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 but I started with season one when you were in Australia. A baby. A, a baby. baby yeah. Yeah. And you were like scoring uh, like science. For, one of them was even Science Versus Science. Yeah. And it was like. It's pretty meta. And there was, and there was scoring. <laughs> we and it was always like. It was like a half versus a half. Yeah. Or it was like one versus zero. And I, I started to get confused. And I realized once you moved on to Gimlet, like you, you maybe dialed back on that scoring. But isn't it partly because it's just complicated, right? I mean, like we've talked about that frequently. Like you start doing research, you realize the hot take is actually maybe a little more nuanced. And you actually need to dig in and understand. Frequently, you're, you're sort of providing uh, proof points for both sides of an argument, for example. Exactly. So I think the, the idea in season one was very much like science versus a topic. It's like the paleo diet. But it was a completely like false fight because like science always won. So even if the paleo diet won, science wins as well. Right. Um, so it like completely didn't work. And then even when like the topic itself had some truth to it, yeah, then we had to start doing like 0.5 to 1, 0.5, yeah. And yeah, yeah. like the, the fractions just got When uh, you got to ridiculous. Gimlet, they're like, just no more with the points. No more with the half points, the hay points. If you're coming to Gimlet, <laughs> We're gonna drop this whole point thing. Was that that was part of the part of the deal? Um, it was. I mean, there were lots of discussions. There was no like you have to pass this, but it was very quickly like, look, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, does it really? Uh, um, can can you uh, can you talk to our listeners a little bit about what Gimlet is and like and like what it's like producing uh, podcasts for Gimlet? Because uh, it's like we've we've trained our listeners on our podcast. Uh, they're gonna be kind of blown away when they listen to uh, Gimlet podcasts. Cause, so can you kind of? walk us through a little bit of uh, what it's like to produce those shows and particularly the sound like you guys do amazing stuff with sound and amazing stuff with your credits like because you're a science show so can you talk about what it's like to work with, who is Gimlet what it's like to work with them and what goes into your shows yeah absolutely so uh, Gimlet Media is a podcast company and it was started up by uh, Alex Bloomberg who used to work for this American Life and Planet Money and he had this vision to create um, this like ultimately a home for really well-crafted podcasts where people had like time and resources to make beautiful audio um, and so shows that we make that people might know are Reply All, um, Startup was the first one, right. Crime Town, um, Heavyweight uh, so there's now I think there's this slate of like 10, 10 shows maybe more um, 
And then, and so at uh, Gimlet, you're, you're given, I'm given so many resources that I didn't have when I was in Australia because it was very much podcasting was like a cottage industry then. Right. So at Gimlet, I have like a whole team and uh, I have a senior producer, amazing Caitlin Sorry. I have like two two producers, an intern, and I have a sound engineer oh, who's yeah. that beautiful sound that you're hearing oh who my God. scores her own, like she makes score, like she makes music for particular episodes, Emma Munger. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's absolutely astonishing, and you can hear you can hear the difference. Like yeah. you know, she she's like you know she she hates fading down like music. She's like that's you know we've got to do this like beautiful panache resolve that like with these effects that I have no idea, and it just sounds it sounds amazing. So it's and and you the editing process at Gimlet is astounding. So we go through about three edits, mm. um, and then. And then and then we build the actual episode, and then people listen, put right. in notes. It's like this, and then we have an independent fact checker, and then uh -huh. we have like someone on the team who hasn't worked on it. Then they become a fact checker sure. as well. Yeah. So it's this this like huge, very detailed process before it goes out it's into the pretty world. Similar, pretty similar yeah, to how we how operate. We work. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in case there's there's one person I hope who's listening. Yes, is our producer Dan Stratford. He couldn't be here today. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Two things. Uh, one, happy birthday. It's always Dan's yeah, birthday. Yeah, birthday was yesterday. I guess it happens. Oh, happy birthday. It happens to everyone once a year, but sure. um, it's still noteworthy. And two, uh, there's so many, like, I've got such sound envy from your oh show, like Science Versus, which, by the way, we should keep saying yes. because people need to know sure. uh, where Wendy's from. Um, there are all these, like, cool effects. That I just I was I thought those from listening to my own show I thought those were impossible like you couldn't do those in 2018. So Dan Strafford, if you're listening, um, I'm I'm ready I'm I'm ready for some some more sounds oh yeah well, sound. oh yeah the oh for science yeah but just uh, record but that little bit and you can just replay the sad it you can trombone? drop it in I feel like that could really that's my favorite trombone yeah yeah, yeah. we have yeah. to we we have to uh, source our own sound by saying things like wah wah like so like that's. That's as much sound production as we do. Yeah. But but the cool thing though, from a learning perspective, like it does seem like the sound actually helps tie to a previous association. So granted, I've been binging. It was at two x. Uh, stuff's flying by fast. It feels like you're talking very slowly right now, which is wonderful. But um, but when you drop like you talk about a baby when the anti-vaxxing show, I'll hear like a little baby cry, and like it actually adds depth to my experience because it's tying to like emotional associations and like prior memories and things like that it almost reminds me of like memes like vi like the way like a visual meme because like that's the pushback on our learning style show was very much like so many people are just watching content right now as opposed to uh listening to it or reading it and like they expect to see gifs they expect to see visuals but i feel like you guys do a nice job of almost uh a corollary to that with your with your audio production. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean it's it's like we have fun with the sounds, but they do have a purpose. So the I think um, like the the difference between our show because we try we try to use jokes and use silly sounds and then use emotional sounds, um, but the the driving force is always getting the science right. right. So if we have a character that has this emotional story, it's supposed to help you remember and understand the science. Um, but the sounds, uh, they, they are important. So when sometimes we put like a silly sound, it's there to like wake you up. Like right. it's there if, you know, if we've just told you like a lot of heavy research, you know, we may do a silly sound effect that 
some people are like, what was that? Like, what was what was that? But it's there to be like, oh, wait, I'm listening. This yeah. is something. Did I even miss something? I better go back. You know, it's it's there for a purpose. And like the scoring is, is there to tell you, like, this is one beat. Right. Now we're going to switch beats. We're going to switch the scoring. So it, it has like its own character. Yeah. And particularly with audio, as you say, you know, obviously we don't have the visuals to be like, we're going into a different scene now. We're going into a different scene now. So right. the, the scoring has to play that role. Yeah. And you pack like we were talking to uh, uh, somebody from uh, Bloomberg Media's, uh, like TikTok Media's, their social media, Jean Galga was on the show. And uh, she was talking about producing information rich, short form video. And I feel like you, you're not short form, you're about 25, 30 minutes a show, but it feels, maybe it's just because I was listening to so much so fast, but it feels really information rich. And then I know like uh, fact checking and like crediting your sources is also something that uh, you seem very passionate about. Like like the when you listen to the end of the show, that the last two minutes or so are citing a, like a, a, a running list of doctors and professors and experts. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like we're like we're at a media conference. Everyone's talking about fake news and uh, crisis of truth. Uh, you guys almost seem like a force for good, and we're trying to we're trying to model our uh, our flow uh, around what you guys are doing. But uh, but can you talk about like the importance of fact checking and peer review? Even when you did science versus science, you were sort of saying, in some ways, science eats itself. And that's okay. So uh, I should have that as like a post-it note, like force for good yeah. on those on those right. day on those bad days. We're, we're trying to figure Be out best, our, our merch best game. Yeah. And force for good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael says. This is a really affirming experience for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, this is great. I know. Um, no, uh, fact checking is is super super important to us. So it's like, it's the entire brand of the show is that we have to get the facts right. Like I, I've always said, you know, if to my team, not to the world. Um, like if the show is a little bit boring at times, that's more important. That's 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 more important that it's boring and we get the facts right. So if it means we have to like take people on a bit of a journey about what the study has done, right. and by journey I mean if it's going to be tough and complicated, if we get the science right, we can all go to sleep. That's right. fine. Um, and so we've. It has been hard though because you read. To, to get a show that is half an hour, that is palpable and listenable and interesting yeah. and correct, you actually have to do so much more research than if you were going to do a two-hour journey into a topic where right. you can go into like every single avenue, even if you're like... Like a Nova special or something, Exactly, right? you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even, you know, to, to actually like research, you do this like pile of research and you're like, okay, the consensus is all building around this one particular idea. That's the idea this episode has to be about. We don't need to mention all these like the root system or right. the everything else. If, if all the scientists are like heading towards this direction, that's what we focus on. But you need to do a ton of research to know where that consensus is building. And, you know, particularly in the early seasons of the show and in America, like people didn't really know who I was. And obviously many people don't know who I am now. But before it was really like, wait, who is this? She's working for Gimlin. She's already telling me how to parent. Like, what is this woman? Um, you know, they, like at least in Australia, I kind of like, you know, people knew that I was like good at reporting science. Like, I, you know, but here it was just like, who is this? And where is she getting her research from? And what's going on? And, and you know, you can't see the citations in audio you, right, and, you know and right. we have thought about like you know could we do like an audio cue every time we're like citing a study even if we're not but yeah. that's annoying yeah. and that's just like bragging rights almost like it's like you either trust us or you don't but i think this season we've gotten better at actually like so 
So last season, we actually started releasing transcripts of our script so people uh -huh. could see all the citations and that's helped with people being like, but but what about this? Or like, I work in a lab and you didn't mention my research. Right. That's a common one we get. And then we can just be like, we didn't mention yours, but this is all the, the research that yeah. we've read. And then this season, we're even telling people how many citations are in each yes. episode just at the end so that then they get an even an even better sense of like, we ha we really have done our homework, no, guys, I know. and this is what we and this is what we think. But it but it takes it takes a level of trust, and we do love that our audience is like. But what about this, and what right. about that? And sometimes they do say things that we haven't thought about, um, but often we have. Yeah, well, it, it's also uh, it is interesting to think about the uh, sort of the the the, the level to which uh, people are questioning what is true these days, and and the role that science can play, and then. Uh, do you feel like you are representing science? Like, because it does feel like, like it is almost like a bold, it's a bold position to be like science versus, and you're on the side of science. And like, like I, I'm a, I appreciate that because like that's that's a strong take. And like for us, I mean, we're trending in education, but we're not like we are education. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so like, it's so it's, uh, yeah, it's true, and it, and it does mean there's this like very big expectation on the show that there's no loosey-goosey talk. Like there's no, I mean, I, you listen to some, um, some extremely popular podcasts where it's like an interview show, something like Joe Rogan, where he's just like having a chat with someone yeah. and the, you know, maybe even a scientist and the amount of stuff that I'm hearing that I'm like, what, like what, how are you possibly saying that? Like, how do you, like, where's your citations? Like I want receipts. And there's like no way he's getting as many like tweets as we do about like, but what about that? But what about right. that? Because everyone's just like, it's just Joe. He's just yeah. having a chat. It's yeah, like yeah. called Joe Rogan. It's not called like, this is the ultimate truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's like an expectation that he's set there. Whereas we've set this expectation that's like, we are science. Well, and, and I'd also say you're science, but uh, but you're also entertaining. You know what I mean? And like, that's that's almost the thing that people tend to think of these things as like, mutually exclusive you either are, either you're entertaining or you're funny or you're engaging or you're teaching me about science and uh i think you're demonstrating that you can actually do both those things at the same time and yet you almost have to right because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna lose the learner who's gonna say well you know there's a great show just came out on netflix uh, I may I may stop learning right now, and instead I'm going to hop over there and watch TV, and I'm kind of learning anyway, right? Yeah, that and that's um, you know obviously what we're trying to do with education as well is that education like science oftentimes it's uh, presented in a way that's that's pretty dry, and and um, pretty dense, and I think the idea of bringing we call it edutainment, uh, and there's a sci-attainment. Oh, okay. Sci-attainment. All right. That's, that's yeah. a working title. We can workshop um, it. We'll workshop yeah, yeah, yeah. it. That's like nothing. It's a lot. It's a lot. studio audience yeah, yeah. here. To, there's to an audience here, by the there way. Really if, is. if anyone it, in the audience wants to get bad. on the podcast, get a question ready and maybe move forward into the proscenium here. Uh, otherwise, you can all stay shy and we'll keep talking. But anyway. Right. Well, we weren't planning to do that. So if you don't have a question, that's just fine, too. But anyway, so the... We, we've often talked about that is uh, that conceit of uh, it either has to be, you know, entertaining or it has to be sort of fact based. Uh, I think that, that that conceit is a false construct. Yeah, that I, we, we have. It's funny because we do fight against this idea of like, what is the voice of authority, um, particularly at the beginning. But even now, uh, because we are trying to be funny and like there's this 
like very nerdy tagline, but I figure after you guys oh, said please. psychainment uh, you're, 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 or whatever, you're like, like I'm workshop. This yeah. is a safe zone. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Um, it's like we take science seriously, but not ourselves. Ah. is like the line. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, it's good. Psychainment. Yeah. So it's basically the same. Yeah, it's um, yeah working. Um, so. But we do get we we do get emails about and and tweets and reviews of the show that are like there's not enough science in this show like there's not enough and ultimately I think I think what's happening is it's because the science is like said in an entertaining way and because it's said with a female voice right. a female like youngish voice and so it's like sometimes people like just don't hear the fact that the entire show is science like we might have like three minutes of someone up the top like telling a personal story right but then it's just like back-to-back researchers yeah. and if, and just i i feel like because it's not said with this like official like bbc-esque voice of authority it's right. not like an old man talking it's like that that people don't hear it and we have even had shows where we will have a a female scientist on also called a scientist <laughs> right, yeah. um and people are like you didn't even you didn't even address this issue and i was like yeah we did like this this researcher spoke about it for like 10 minutes right did you not hear that she was a researcher yeah 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 um, so i think that th- that is something you come up against when you're trying to make science fun right um it's like the expectations you're setting Thanks again to Wendy Zuckerman for taking the time and joining Mike and Brandon out at the Jacob Javits Center. Thanks again to Tim O'Shaughnessy uh, from Graham Holdings Company for setting up this interview and Andy Rosen for pointing us in that direction. If you want to hear more from Wendy Zuckerman, Mike, and Brandon at NAB, we will have it released later in this week. Stay tuned for that. As always, find us over on Twitter at TrendingEd. Find us on Facebook at the same. If you're looking for Science Versus, go to GimletMedia.com slash ScienceVS. With that said, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next time right here on Trending in Education.